So, something very serious. Two suspects in the murder of two police officers in Cape Town have been arrested. The sergeant and constable were out on patrol in the early hours of Sunday morning when they were ambushed while inside their police car. Can you imagine? Ooh, that's brutal. Can you imagine? Yes, they never saw it coming. The suspects stole the officers' guns before running away. Their deaths bring to six the number of police officers who've been murdered in the country in just under two weeks. We now speak to uh, Richard uh, Mamabolo, a spokesperson of Police Union uh, Pop Crew. Trovella, good afternoon to you, Mr. Mamabolo. He is not here. Oh, he's not here. Yeah. Very chacharach. Yeah. Yeah. We were having problems with our line. Six police officers. And you know, there was a, I mean, I think we've, and this is this is not happening for the first time. We also did an interview maybe a year or so ago, you mm-hmm. know, about the killing of police officers, yeah. you know. And uh, gone are those days, man, when we yeah we respected the police and we were scared of the police. We wouldn't even think of even greeting them. Do you know? Mm. Yeah. Clearly, there are people who are more brazen than others. Yeah. So is our guest on the line. Uh, good afternoon to you, Mr. Richard Mamabolo. Afternoon to you and the listeners. Good to have you on the show, sir. Sure, thanks. So, Police Minister Bekitkele recently said police officers are under siege, especially in the Western Cape and KZN. Does Pop Crew share a similar view? Yes, in fact, that's correct. Uh, the police are under siege not only in the Eastern, uh, I mean, uh, Western Cape and KZN, mm. but across the country. I mm. mean, uh, over well in the since December we've seen a lot of incidents happening across different provinces, wherein police have been killed, wherein uh, police stations have been hijacked. Yes, so yes. When criminals decide to go and and take firearms in a police station, and uh, uh, the reality is that uh, police officers in most cases uh, cannot do much about it because of uh, certain underlying challenges. So yeah, it's quite bad really. And of course, I think in the last uh, nine days already, we've lost about six police officers. So it shows the trend within which uh, uh, this prison, uh, well, the criminals have taken a prison stand to actually uh, do as they wish, uh, as and when they want. So it's quite a worrying matter. So what are the factors that you think are contributing to these continuing attacks? Yeah, look, uh, then I think we need to look into two areas, really. The mm. first area is the fact that uh, there's uneven uh, allocation of resources within the SAPS. You know, we've got uh, 187,000 police officers in the country who have to look after a population of 60 million. Now, uh, according to the UN standards, uh, a, a single police officer is at least supposed to serve around 220 members of the community. Now, in South Africa, that is quite uh, high there. The ratio is actually close to one to nine hundred. Uh, so, so, so under such circumstances, we do find challenges wherein police are able to react uh, to each and every incident that is uh, well uh, uh, that they're supposed to attend to. Now, you know, uh, you go to well, well, uneven allocation of resources as well is a challenge because in most rural and township areas, there are lack of resources, whilst police stations within affluent areas are well resourced. You know, that is where we've been having challenges around the world, uh, police uh, uh, police stations being attacked. And that is, normally happens within uh, well, Western, I mean, Eastern Cape is one of the, the prime spots where this is happening a lot. That is because, you know, you cannot expect that 
uh, there would be five officers who are working on a night shift uh, expected to look after a community of around 20,000 people and expect them to respond to every incident uh, that has been called. But as well, uh, the shortage of vehicles as well. You know, sometimes uh, the, re- the reason why communities and police do not get well together, do not get along, is because of that. You know, when you call police station, you're expecting that they should be at your well, uh, re- assisting you within 10 to 15 minutes. Yet, if there's one vehicle that has to serve a population of about 20,000 people, it's really impossible. But uh, people do not know those things. So, in most cases, then it tends to be an issue that uh, police are not committed to doing their work. You know? Uh, on the other hand, uh, I think since 1994, as a country, we have not really had a discussion about uh, uh, differentiating or rather uh, teaching uh, our communities or learning generally together about the fact that we no longer have a police force, but we've got a police service which is there to serve the people. So so the relationships have not been so good. And of course, in areas where there are good working relationships, uh, the crime rate tends to uh, go low. Whilst in areas where there are no, no good relations, uh, the country tends to rise. So, speaking about um, relationships, um, the relationships between the police and the community, don't you think, um, you know, there is a certain percentage of uh, police officers um, who are corrupt to take bribes? And then when you take bribes and you are corrupt, obviously the community will not respect you. Most definitely. Look, uh, if you look at uh, the statistics by uh, IPID, you know, mm. uh, you would see that uh, actually there's something being done about it because mm. uh, on a yearly, every year we get uh, a high level of number of arrests of certain police officers who would obviously be wrong elements within the service itself. But uh, otherwise, a majority of our police officers uh, remain committed to serving the people of South Africa, you know. I mean, police officers as well are very hard, really. Uh, if you are to wake up in the morning every day, leave your family behind and go to work, and you're not even sure if you're coming back or not, you know. So those are some of the anxieties that we do find within the police system. So um, I agree that uh, there are definitely two issues. I mean, really, uh, the working conditions of police is also uh, uh, dilapidating on a regular basis. We just had the minister recently cutting on the budget of the SAPS, and it seems like on a yearly basis, Mm. there are budget cuts within the SAPS. It means that we reduce the number of members of the SAPS who are supposed to be out there on the ground ensuring that uh, they fight crime. Uh, on the other hand as well, the issue that uh, there are certain elements within police uh, within the police who commit crime or work with criminals mm. but, by the, by, but by the way are arrested, some of them are arrested it creates an impression to society that we cannot rely on these people yet the, the essence of having policing is actually not only a police matter but needs everybody because if we are to say that uh, or rather if the community is to have an attitude that uh, crime is a policy matter, then we're not going anywhere really. Even if you get the minister to get all the resources that we've been complaining about, which are needed, of course, and are important, but if there is no community policing relations, uh, it's not going to be, we're not going to get a point where we confront crime really. Mm. So what suggestions is Pop Crew putting forward as measures no. that would uh, that should be... Uh, taken, you know, to put a stop uh, to this. 
Yeah, look, besides the fact that we're currently in constant communication with the uh, SATS uh, and, of course, other governmental departments, but we are thinking that in the short term, really, to deal with what is currently happening, uh, in the short term, we need to look into issues of uh, ensuring that uh, we, we, we change certain uh, amendments within the uh, Criminal Procedure Act. You know, there are certain uh, uh, well acts which have been stipulated back in 1977, that was under the the police force. Now we're in a police service post-96, uh, and we think that uh, there should be clarity into looking into ensuring that there are measures that protect both police and, of course, the uh, communities. So the Criminal Procedure Act is one of the points that we make, and uh, we, we specifically focus on because there is no clarity on it around how do you then, how, what sufficient force are you saying police should use whenever they are confronted, you know. So there's no clarity around that. But as well, we want uh, the government to ensure that they implement harsher measures on people who who kill police because it's basically treasonous. Because the moment you kill a single police officer, it means that you reduce the capacity of the state to defend its citizens. Uh, And of course, uh, noting the fact that I told you earlier on that we've got 187,000, which has got about, uh, within that 187,000, you've got around 35% who are based at offices, national and provincial offices. It means the capacity of the police is highly reduced. So we need to work together. But again, after all, if there is to be any change in South Africa, really, despite whatever police can do, we need to cooperate and work closely with communities. So that is the fundamental point for us. Okay. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, um, I saw a very disturbing footage of a police officer. Uh, it was actually a confrontation between a police officer and a taxi driver. And um, mm. the taxi driver obviously was having a con- you know um, an argument with the police officer and he overpowered the police officer and there were people around taking pictures and videos and this guy was beating up a police officer like a police officer was a was a 13 year old boy and it really broke my heart so what i want to ask you is that let's talk about you know the physical side of the police officers you know the training because you know in america Uh, and other parts of the world um it's very difficult to take away a gun or even physically assault a police officer which seems to be a trend in the country i mean it's so easy you just see anyone you know feels that you know they can they can tackle a police officer and beat them up not if they don't beat them up they even take the 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 rob them of their guns no, definitely. That, that is why we're saying that we need to look into certain uh, legislations and look into those amendments because uh, there is no clarity about how police should react. And in fact, in most cases, when police do react, uh, it is said that they, they, we've got many police officers who are currently going through courts because uh, of such incidents, you know, because there's no real clarity. That is why we're saying that we need to obviously amend certain legislations. But as well, I think, uh, uh, then, in all honesty, uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, there would be uh, those uh, individuals who feel that uh, because of their rights they can then insult police. Uh, uh, that, that is why we're saying that uh, depending on the scale of the attacks, of course, uh, in most cases when police are attacked, that is why we're saying until the legislations are amended, police should act decisively, you know, especially in instances where their lives uh, are, seem to be at risk. Yeah, because I think, you know, uh, just because you have a gun does not mean that, you know, someone is going to get 
uh, intimidated. Hence, I'm saying maybe, you know, there should be uh, classes that police officers need to attend, whether it is boxing, whether it is karate, you know, self-defense. So so that should, you know, if you don't have a gun, you can be able to defend yourself, which is not the case with some of the videos I've seen on, on social media. Yeah, you know what? what the, the thing is that is also governed by legislation. You know, uh, when you become, when you train to become a police officer, you need to have ke- uh, uh, completed certain courses before you can even be allowed to carry a gun. You know, you can be in full uniform, uh, but uh, for you to take certain actions, you need to have been trained for that. And of course, I think one of the things that uh, uh, has been a challenge. This is a SAP, SAPS challenge, rather, is that uh, you would remember that uh, I mean last year they reported uh, that there was shortage of ammunition so that has obviously as well made a lot of police officers vulnerable because in the case where you are confronted by certain uh, rogue elements uh, if you do act and, and you have not qualified to be at that level or at that standard, uh, you you would then uh, definitely be charged. Whilst uh, uh, you find that uh, normally during the festive period, uh, the police would deploy uh, new recruits, uh, new recruits to different malls to look uh, just for police visibility. Whilst they have not certainly qualified for anything, so so uh, it's a complex matter really. But it's something that uh, we have been pursuing within the SAPS. However, what we are happy about now is the fact that uh, the SAPS, of course, through our influence, has adopted the restructuring program, which will actually ensure that, uh, remember I told you that we've got 187,000 police officers. It will ensure that we remove a lot of officers from both uh, provincial and national levels who are actually idling there and ensure that uh, they come to the ground to ensure, ensure that we've got more capacity, as much as is not even enough on its own, but it's a uh, step in the right direction. And those, those are some of the measures which support but in the final analysis, without the co- co- well uh, collaboration with communities, really, crime uh, is something that will still be there unless if communities work closely with police. Excellent. Great chatting to you. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Mamabolo. Thank you. As the spokesperson of Pop Crew, uh, Richard Mamabolo. Yeah, listen, uh, like, like, like I was saying, you know, to, to the spokesperson, so I don't want, you know, sometimes when you do interviews, you don't want to be the one who, uh, you know, who's aggressive during the interview. But, you know, I raised a few, you know, a few facts. The relationship between the police and the community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know. We have experienced it. We've been stopped at roadblocks. Some of us have been able to bribe the police, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And once you're able to do that, I mean, you'll have no respect for a police officer. If there's a police officer in your neighborhood that you gave 500 rent to, it's easy for you three days from now and say, I need a gun. And you can easily go and attack him, take a gun, kill him and walk away because you know that you will not be arrested. So we are, these crimes happen because the community has not only lost hope, but they've lost respect for the authorities. Like the other day, I mean, I saw this guy um, who's driving under the influence, right? And then when he came out of his car, he had a conversation with the police officer for a few seconds, and the next thing he was hugging the police officer. And the police officer has a gun. There's a gun. Do you know? What if this guy grabs the gun, shoots the police officer? Do you know what I mean? Those are the things that we need to look at. And obviously, the, the fitness of the police officers. Yeah, you know, now, now that's a, that's another that, one as well. You, you, if you're a police officer, when there's no gun, 
you need to what do you do? defend yourself and be able to be defend able yourself. To defend yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hence, I was using this, you know, this example with the taxi. I mean, this taxi driver, guys, was, I mean, he, he beat up this police officer but, badly. My heart. But also the police officer in that video, I think, slapped the guy first. But it doesn't matter. But he could not even defend himself. Yeah, but do, also do you know? Do you know what arrogant. I mean? But you can't be also be mm. arrogant because you're a police officer and treat people badly. Mm. I think Nala, that man was also defending his pride as a man. But you can't just mm. smack me like smack that. me like I'm yeah. a twelve-year-old. That's assault. You know? That's assault. Mm. And also, young Delela, mm. you know. Mm. Now, as a police, as a police officer, treat people with respect, mm. like you're saying, and you'll be treated with respect. Henson mm. say, yeah, um, fitness is very key. Defending yourself when the gun is gone, mm-hmm. you know, because. They're also pri- private citizens. You know, you hear stories of people being shot in a pub and you realize three of them were police officers or they were beaten up. You know, mm. the guys will apologize. Oh, we didn't know they were police officers, but, but the they've guy... already committed the crime. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, the yeah, gentleman yeah, yeah. you spoke to also raised some serious concerns for the police force. And, yeah, and like the a shortage of bullets. Like a shortage of bullets. Uh, a for me, that was, that was weird. A shortage it's of weird resources. because what has that got to do with those two guys who were ambushed? But it's got everything to do with capacity. How, yes, capacity. Capacitate the police force mm. so that they are able to do their jobs. Make sure there's enough officers to service the community. Make sure that the officers have all the tools that they need to service the community. It starts there also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you also raised um, another important thing um, the cutting of the budget. Yes. You know, which is very key, obviously. For, for that so department. does that mean that there are people who want to enter the police force, but there's a budget deficit or there's a budget limitation, well, so they can't absorb people? What, what is what uh, a budget shortage? It means that the resources are going to be limited. Hence, we're going to hear more stories of which you phoning the cops, you're looking for help, and then they tell you, "Agna Oh, they don't answer the goes, phone at all. Yeah. Sometimes your phone goes unanswered. But, mm. but, but not only that, when you go to the police station if a crime has been committed and the police officer struggles to write a statement yeah. oh, I do, do you know what mm. i mean there's so many also, yeah. problems we that need to also digitalize that need to be attended they are, to so, they, they they processes you can't mm. go to the police office the yeah, police station it, and get paper pen and paper also modernize the way you do ah, things come on things must be online now because also that takes forever that takes forever you need to be pushing papers you need to be doing admin you need to be solving crimes. You don't have enough bullets. Uh, you don't have bullets. enough bullets. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need to move with the times. Four minutes to four. Johannesburg, we got you covered. 99.7 FM. Feel good music.